0: If you ask most people what it means to be a real estate agent, they'd probably tell you it's just a job like any other, but real estate is more than a job. It's a business. And that's exactly what Shay Hada thought when she earned her license and started her real estate career in Chicago. Now, three years later, she's poised to do more than $25 million in sales. And that's in 2016 alone. While she's been an agent for a short time, Shay isn't exactly a novice. She's observed and supported her husband and fellow marketing genius podcast guest, Hata, first as an agent, then when he was director of digital engagement for the National Association of Realtors, where he still works. She also has years of experience as a small business owner, and that experience that's enabled her to build a booming real estate business so quickly. In this interview. Shay takes us through her process for developing and sticking to a winning real estate business plan, her dedication to creating customers for life and how embracing content marketing helped her build the business of her dreams.
1: This is Amanda Todd with the Amanda Todd group at Keller Williams Realty. Hi, this is Jack Miller from T3 experts. Hi, everyone. I'm Shay Hada with Berkshire Hathaway Koenig-Rubloff, and and you're listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast.
2: Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbé.
0: Shay, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I'm I'm really looking forward to this.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: So you've been in the business for about three years and you're in Chicago and you didn't actually live there like for all of your life and you just decided to start up and uh, become a realtor. Can you tell me a little bit about that process of going from zero to 60 in a short period of time?
1: Sure. So I was very lucky in that I'm married to Nobuhata, who works for the National Association of Realtors, and he has been in real estate for 23 years. And so most of that time, he was a realtor. So previous to us moving to Chicago, he was a realtor in the Minneapolis Twin Cities area for about 10 years I owned a completely separate business. I owned an art business for kids, but I got to watch him for those 10 years, build a business from the ground up. We're originally from Alaska. We've moved a lot. So when we moved to Minneapolis, he had to start his real estate business all over from scratch. And I got to see that process. And then I would go out with the spouses and entertain the kids during inspections and things like that. So I sort of learned by osmosis without realizing that I was learning and I had no interest in ever getting into the business. Then, uh, when he got the job working for NAR, we moved to Chicago. I sold my business in Minneapolis and took about six months to just kind of hang out and figure out what I wanted to do next. And Nobu suggested getting my real estate license, just doing it part-time perhaps to make a little extra money and keep myself busy. And I ended up loving it. I dived, you know, I dove in with both feet. Um, as you said, i I did not know Chicago at all. We had literally been here for six months when I got my license. I knew one person at Nobu's office. I didn't even know that person's last name. So I had no sphere whatsoever, no real real estate background, but I put together a business plan and I made it work. And that was three years ago. And this year I'll do 25 million in sales. So, uh, it's definitely possible to go to a new market and start from scratch, but it's a lot of work.
0: So you said something that I don't hear a lot of, um, professionals in the space talk about, which is a business plan. Um, Tell me a little bit about that because I think that many would be curious.
1: Absolutely. For me, I look at this as a business. It's not a job. It's not a career. It is a business. And so I started with a business plan. And to be honest, one of the most important things in my getting my business up and running was having a good website because I felt like, especially since I didn't know anyone in Chicago and I didn't know Chicago at all, I needed to make myself look as professional as possible. And so having a very polished website was important to me and helping me give off that persona that I knew what I was doing even though maybe I didn't um so I started with the business plan started with the website as the core of that business plan and then decided that everything would push to the website because I had no sphere so I would start heavily blogging I would try to do a lot of content on my website to get the SEO search results up really high and then I would start blogging those you know sending those blog posts out to anybody I met at open houses uh you people I met at the grocery store. I mean, literally anywhere. And so that sort of was the impetus for everything getting started. And it, and it went from there.
0: And so I assume that you've written a business plan before. Um, and can you talk just a little bit about what a business plan looks like for an agent?
1: Sure. I think that you have to divide it up into several different parts. And it's going to be a little bit different of a business plan for real estate than it is for my other businesses that I've owned in the past. But for me, I don't do a lot of forecasting with my business plan. A lot of people spend a lot of time forecasting how much they're going to make each year, how many sales they're going to have in transactions. I don't spend a lot of time on that. I think that's very difficult to control. So for me, a business plan is a very practical steps in terms of what can I do, what are concrete actions? I can do to grow my business. And so I have, a you know, a section on marketing. What are all the things that I'm going to do for marketing to grow my business? I have a section on my sphere. How am I going to grow that sphere? I have a section on, you know, kind of the admin section of everything that that's going to look like. And then as the business grows, start growing that business plan and adding in. Now I have a full-time assistant and I have a buyer's agent. So now we have a a business plan for the entire team that kind of divides up everybody's tasks very strategically, both short term and long term goals for, you know, how we're gonna grow that business.
0: And is this something that you refer to on a regular basis or is this one of those things that collects dust?
1: No, my business plan is very robust. And so I would say probably two or three times a year, I review it and we start, we do a lot of tweaking. So, you know, in the beginning, I didn't have a lot of money to spend as part of my business plan because I was new to the business. And so as that has changed over time, we started adding in a lot more uh, events and things that cost money to kind of the marketing portion of the business plan, a lot more mailings, things like that. So it's definitely an evolving business business plan that we refer to very regularly and tweak as needed.
0: That's awesome. I asked that question smiling on this end because I'm so excited that you wrote a business plan because I think it's, it's crucial. You know, without having goals, like you could end up anywhere and at least this becomes a living and breathing document. So that's, that's really awesome. Um, one of the things I was always curious about is like, hey, there's a lot of agents in Chicago. What do you think sets you apart from the competitors there?
1: To be honest with you, there's a lot of agents who don't treat this like a business, who don't treat it like a full-time job and don't focus on customer service, and for me, I really focus on customer service. Yeah. And so my customers are the most important things. And so I get back to people incredibly quickly, most of the time within, you know, 20, 30 minutes, even if it's just to shoot them a quick text saying, I got your message. I'm in showings. I'm going to call you back in an hour and a half when I have a break between clients. So I think responsiveness, as simple as that sounds, unfortunately, that's where a lot of agents are lacking. Yeah. And so I've really been able to pick up a lot of business simply because of that. I think the other thing that's very different about me from a lot of other agents is that because I did not have a big sphere to start, I treated my sphere like gold Yeah. So I focused entirely on them, you know, down to delivering, you know, pizzas on moving day. You know, occasionally I'd pop over and I'd help them move some boxes for my listing appointments. You know, I would once I got the listing, I would literally go in and touch up paint myself instead of hiring a handyman to come in and do it. So my clients could really see that I was going above and beyond for them. And so when they feel like you're really taking care of them to that level, they become raving fans of yours and they're willing to share your contact information with everyone that they know. And so I don't spend a lot of money on lead generation. Most of my clients come from referrals because I treat my business like gold. Whereas a lot of other agents, once the transaction closes, they never contact those clients again. And that's a wasted opportunity. I stay in contact with all of my clients. I'm having my baby shower on Saturday. A ton of clients are coming to that. I try to bring them into our lives as our friends and really build long-term relationships with them. To me, that's been very key to growing my business.
0: That is so awesome. Congratulations on your your pending birth. I'm really excited about that.
1: Thank you. Now I just have to figure out how to balance work and a baby.
0: Well, well that'll, that'll be the next interview we do is <laughs> yeah. you know, a year from now. We'll, we'll get some exactly. tips from you on that. Um, you know, I remember we profiled you at Playsters Academy a couple of years ago about your website and content marketing. What have you learned since then about marketing your real estate business online?
1: It is worth all of the time and effort that you put in. When I first started the website, you guys, of course, set up the template. But I think people don't realize that, yes, even though you get a template, it's still additional work to go in and put in additional content that's your own. Your content should sound like you. It should be local to your market. It shouldn't be content they can easily Google and find on 18 other websites. And so that takes time to do. You should also go in and put local pictures. So I bought a lot of stock photography and I you know I probably spent 80 or 100 hours initially setting up my website from then it's pretty routine but I spend a lot of time probably a couple hours a week blogging and I didn't know if that would pay off or not and it's actually paid off in dividends I get probably two or three people a week who reach out to me and say they've been watching my website for the past year, reading my blogs, and they were so informative and helpful, they'd really like to work with me. And I can't tell you how often that comes up. And so I think it takes a while to see the results from a website. You have to give it at least a year, two years, but it really pays dividends in the end if you stick with it. But you you can't blog for a month and then never blog again and expect to have results. You have to keep the content fresh on the website.
0: So... You know, if we go back to when you started, what did you start writing about? Like what, what was your first, you know, five or 10 blog posts covering?
1: So this is kind of embarrassing, but because I was new to real estate and I didn't really know what I was doing, I essentially sat down and I broke down the buy side of a transaction and the sell side of a transaction into steps to educate myself about the process. And so I think I came up with 30 or 31 steps on the buy side and about the same number on the sell side. And it was starting off, step one was finding a realtor, step two on the buy side was getting pre-approved for a mortgage. And I literally wrote down everything somebody would need to do in that step from start to finish to complete it and go on to the next step. So my first blog posts were really more for me than they were for clients. Essentially, because I was a brand new agent and I, I really didn't know what I was doing, I decided to write down all of the steps involved on the buy side of a transaction from start to finish, from finding a realtor to getting pre-approved all the way to closing. And then I did the exact same thing on the sell side And I wrote down for each step, everything a client would need to know partly. So I remembered what I needed to do and partly so that I made sure I told them all the information that they needed. And I put those on my website again, more to help me than anything. But I found that they were really beneficial to use with clients. So Mm -hmm. I started sending those out as drip campaigns to clients. And then when they would go under contract, I would send them all the blog posts that were from once they got under contract to close And so nothing fell through the cracks. They were getting regular communication from me every couple of days. And so those blog posts ended up being incredibly useful. And I get a lot of referrals now because of them. I'll have clients call me and say, hey, you know, my friend so-and-so used you. And I I heard you have these awesome blog posts that are really informative when you go under contract. And so I want to work with you. So that was, those were really the beginning. And then from there... I started answering questions that people would ask me if I found I was getting the same question from clients a couple of times. It would say to me, Hey, I should write a blog post on this because this is a common question. So I would write a blog post on it and then I would put that in my drip campaign and I would start sending it out to people to educate them about the market. So that's really how the blog came about.
0: That is so awesome. I mean, I I always see content as this great asset that you can use in so many different ways, whether that's through your email marketing or just from an SEO perspective to attract people. Um, and it's also a great way to really understand what the consumer is going through. Like whenever I write, it is such a arduous process because I'm really trying to think about, hey, what is someone else experiencing when I do this? Um, but you do, you do such a nice job of it. Great work there.
1: And I think it's, it's easier for us than it is for you because what you're writing about is a little bit more vague in terms of marketing and, and, you know, things like that. Whereas for us, we get questions on a daily basis from clients that we get asked over and over again. And to me, those questions are the perfect posts for blogs.
0: Yeah. It's so great. It's the, uh, they ask you answer strategy, which I think is fantastic. Um, so let's go into marketing strategy. You know, we spend a lot of time on the show talking about what works. What's something you've tried that hasn't worked for you and what did you learn from it?
1: So a couple of things haven't worked for me. Mainly mailings have not worked well for me. I tried to do targeted farm mailings in certain neighborhoods. I didn't get a very good response from that. Then I tried to do even more targeted mailings where I bought mailing lists of pregnant women. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. people who were recently engaged because I, you know, I figured that most of the time when people are buying or selling a property, it's because they've had a major life change. Yeah, And those are two of the biggest life changes. And so I thought that was genius and brilliant and it did not work. I didn't get any response. Uh, I did it for about a year. So I finally gave up on that. So mailings in that regard have not been very helpful for me. Kind of cold mailings, mailings to my sphere on the other hand have worked really well, but that, that was the biggest waste of money for me so far.
0: Interesting. <laughs> and the mailings to your sphere, what kind of stuff do you do there?
1: So what we have started doing is we mail every other month, we mail kind of a cheeky, funny postcard that has to do with some weird holiday. So we, we just did one for groundhog's day, a couple of
0: months. Ago. <laughs> That's awesome. It,
1: Wishing everybody a happy Groundhog's Day. And then on the back, Chicago is known for a lot of festivals. So on the back, we had a list of all the upcoming festivals for the next two months. And the idea is that hopefully they'll hold on to it because it's got the festival information on the back. And then a couple of times per year, we put in some sort of just inexpensive gift. So we do a happy New Year's one. And in that one, we put in scratch off lottery tickets that they, you know, win good, you know, win a chunk of money for the year. And if they do call me to buy a house, kind of a funny thing. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. So we do little things like that. In the fall, we do $5 gift cards to Starbucks. In the spring, we do a little um, gift card to a cupcake place, a local cupcake shop where they can stop in and get a cupcake. So it gives them a reason to open them if they know that half the time there's a small little gift in there. And hopefully they hold on to it because it's got the festival information for a couple of months.
0: That's fantastic. So let's say I'm a brand new realtor. What are the top three things I need to do to get off to a strong start?
1: Get a website, put a lot of content on it. I would say that's the very first thing. Get out there and do open houses if they're well attended in your market. That was how I got the majority of my clients for the first two years. I did two open houses every Sunday and I often did an open house every Saturday Here's the issue, though, with open houses, is that that I think realtors think that they're going to meet somebody at an open house, that person's going to then contact them that week and say, oh, you are wonderful. I want to work with you. And that's not how it works. You have to follow up with them after the open house regularly with interesting content. So to me, get that website set up with that good content, then start doing open houses and use the content from your website to follow up with those people that you meet at open houses so that you're giving them something of value. yeah. And then once you start having clients, treat them like gold. I send a lot of gifts to my clients. I do a lot of events for my clients. I bet, you know, I bend over backwards. I feed their animals when they're out of town, if they need me to like, they know I'm here for them for whatever they need, real estate or non real estate related. So those to me are the three most important things to do when you're a new agent.
0: That is awesome. I mean, I think that one of the hardest parts that I get when I'm speaking on stage is folks come to me and go, hey, where should I start? And that makes complete sense. So if I can parrot this back, you start with a website, you create a whole bunch of content that are reasons to engage with people. And then when you start doing your open houses, you have something to give them that's valuable. That's not just having them or asking them to buy or sell something.
1: Exactly. You awesome.
0: got So we talk a lot about personal branding at Playster and you seem to have a very strong sense of who you are and where you fit in the market. How did you arrive at that?
1: That was something that Nobu really helped me with in terms of we sat down when I did the business plan and tried to come up with a way where I could be myself. But I could connect with potential clients and market myself. And for me, for anybody who knows me very well, knows that I'm a crazy dog person. Literally, my husband is <laughs> the crazy dog lady, right? And we we have an older dog. We have two dogs. We have an older dog and we can't foster anymore um, because he just gets really grouchy. And so what we decided was that I would give a portion of my commissions back to animal rescue groups because that would feel fill my need To, you know, feel like I was helping the rescue community. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was also a really great marketing tactic because I get so many clients because I give back to animal rescue groups because, you know, face it, most people like animals. They have a dog or a cat and they're crazy about that dog or cat. And so it's really a good way for me to connect with people. And so that was the very beginning of my branding was, you know, crazy dog lady, but trying not to seem crazy and connect with clients.
0: I think it's so important to sort of pick your communities where you are really, really passionate because it shows like I, when you said the crazy dog lady, I know you love dogs. When I look at your Facebook, uh, or any of your social sharing, some point in the day or the week, I'm going to see something relating to a dog, which really makes me smile. So let's talk about where you look for inspiration. What are some of your favorite books or blogs? How do you get inspired?
1: For me, I, you know, I don't have a ton of time to read. Um, Just because I'm so busy with work, because I'm still in that kind of ramp up stage of three years in growing a team, etc. So for me, I find going to conferences and going to really good conferences is where I get my inspiration. It mainly comes from listening to other agents who have more experience than me and finding out what they're doing differently and how I can incorporate that into my business. And so that's where I get a lot of my inspiration. I also belong to several real estate groups online on Facebook's, you know, some, most of the time, a lot of the posts are not very helpful, but occasionally you get a really good nugget that is helpful. And so I'm, I'm always really looking at other people who are in the business and trying to get ideas and inspiration from them more so than having, you know, two hours to sit down and read a book.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) So Shay, what's the best way for folks to find out more about you?
1: go to my website, shayhata.com. It's S-H-A-Y-H-A-T-A.com, or you can go to buyselllovechicago.com and pretty much everything about me is on the website.
0: That's so awesome. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with us. This was really, really helpful. And I'm so excited about your new baby. Mazel tov.
1: Thank you. Hopefully we'll get some sleep. at this- <laughs> <laughs>
0: It will come, maybe not in the near term, but it will definitely come.
1: Exactly. Thanks, Seth. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or wanna to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at Don't settle for mediocre marketing, become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.